Hey, welcome everybody to the NFL or to the Grilling Truths NFL Legends Show, brought to you by Gridiron Mo. Gridiron Mo is a new interactive football app where you get to call what you think the offense or defense should do during a live NFL game, and see what all other fans have called. Also, check out Gridiron Mo at www.gridironmo.com. As always, I'm your host for the Legends Show, Mike Goodpaster, and I want to welcome in my co-host, Matt Andrews Cabbage. Thanks very much, Mike. Very excited to be here tonight. I figured you would be because Christian, he always plays those Super Tecmo Bowl tournaments, so I know he's going to bring that up tonight. But Well, it's not just that. Christian Okoye was by far one of my all-time favorite running backs to watch. Oh, me too. <laughs> as you talked, our guest tonight took the NFL by storm in 1987 as a second-round pick, the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the most physically punishing running backs in NFL history. Help me welcome to the grueling truth, Christian Okoye. Well, thank you so much for having me on, guys. Oh, well, we really appreciate you being here. Thank you. So tell us what it was like growing up in Nigeria. Well, growing up in Nigeria, is, uh, it's totally different. Like I would say to kids when I speak to them, it's totally different uh, than growing up here in America because America is, uh, is a country where everything is provided for the kids. All you have to do is just go to school and uh, focus on your education and uh, and your goals. But in Nigeria, it's totally different in such a way that, um, you know, Nigeria is a third world country. Um, you have to go through the uh, school fees and uh, parents that are very poor. So there's, there's a lot of things that you have to navigate through before you get to where you, you want to get to. Well, tell us a little bit um, about your journey to, uh, to the United States and how you ended up at Azusa Pacific. Well, as you know, I grew up in Nigeria and went through high school in Nigeria um, I was a soccer player when I was growing up. I loved soccer a lot. I still do. Uh, but when I was uh, like junior year in college, in high school, my size was I was getting bigger and bigger. So I I wasn't able to play around with the little guys. So I switched to track and field. I started doing the huddling, and uh, but I was also big in huddles. So I switched to track and field uh, uh, field events, which is uh, shot put and discus. Uh, it was in those events that I excelled, representing Nigeria in uh, several um, competitions. Um, from there, a friend of mine that went to the Olympics in 1980 came to Azusa Pacific in California. So I told him that I would love to come out here since the Olympics is in 1984 uh, so I can train for the Olympics and go to school. Uh, that's how all that is worked out. He spoke to Terry Franson at Azusa Pacific, the head track coach, and they worked it out for me to come out. Um, so I trained for the Olympics uh, while at Azusa Pacific, made every standard that I uh, was supposed to make, but Nigeria didn't take me. In 84, after the Olympics, I switched to football. All right, so, I mean, how did you feel? You trained all that time for that one goal and have it unjustly taken away from you? Well, it was heavily disappointing. You know, it was uh, very, very disappointing because, of course, uh, when you train for the Olympics, you train for years. And um, uh, uh, that little moment right there, if you're training for years, didn't work out, it, it's a big disappointment. Uh, if you ever watch Olympics and see so many people fail, uh, it's, it's disappointing. But in my own case, uh, it wasn't that I failed. It was, it was that Nigeria didn't take me to the Olympics. I wasn't even there. So I was heavily disappointed, and um, in the meantime, 
friends and other people have been telling me, hey, you can be good in football. Why don't you play football? But I hated the game. I, we didn't have football in Nigeria, so I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't want to play football. But in 84, when I couldn't go to the Olympics, Nigeria didn't take me, I decided I'm going to give it a try. So I, I switched to football. Do you remember the first football game that you saw? And uh, you know, what were your thoughts on it? <laughs> yes. Uh, the first year I got to Azusa, uh, my, my best friend at the time, innocent, naked, track and field guy, went to four Olympics. Uh, he, he told me, he says, Christian, let's go, and see a, let's go and see a football game. I said, okay. So we got to the field. We sat down in the bleachers. And uh, these guys came out to warm up. And, uh, and I told him, I said, these guys are huge. You know, what's going on here? You know, because when he said, let's go watch football, I, I thought he was talking about football, soccer. That's, that's how we know football. You know, football, not soccer. But anyway, uh, these guys came out to warm up. And I said, these guys are huge. What is going on here? What are they doing? And he says, just watch. Okay, they warmed up, and I was watching them. The game started, and there was two sides, and, you know, they always get together in circles and talk about something, and then they line up and, you know, hit each other, and the whistle blows and it stops. I said, man, this is boring. Let's get out of here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so uh, we left, and I had never watched a football game uh, until 1984 when uh, when the Olympic ended, and then I uh, walked, I walked into my uh, my football coach's office, and I, I told him, I said, I play football. He said, you know anything about football? I said, no. He said, well, do you know any positions? Uh, what position would you like to play? I said, I don't know. Um, uh, and he looked at me. He says, well, um, I said, well, I uh, remember watching news, watching the news after the Super Bowl, and I saw Marcus Allen. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mention Marcus Allen. I said, I saw a guy who ran the ball and they scored. I said, what was that position? He said, running back. I said, okay, that's what I want to play. <laughs> and that's how I came to play running back position. And it was my junior year in college that I started playing. All right, now, how easy was the transformation for you to an American football from a soccer player? It wasn't easy at all. It wasn't easy because uh, soccer is, as you know, is totally different from football. Uh, soccer is not as um, violent as football. And uh, so I knew soccer. I can play soccer. But, but football, geez. You know, uh, when I started playing, I, I think after two days, I told him, I said, I don't want to play anymore. And the coaches are saying, since you started, you have to give you a few more days. You know, just try. Just stick, stick with it. I couldn't sleep because my body was so sore and I had headaches and, you know, uh, obviously I picked the, the, most, the, the most difficult position in football, running back position. So I was getting hit all the time, you know, and uh, hitting people, uh, even, even though I didn't know how to hit people, but I was. Um, so it was a, a very difficult moment for me uh, with the soreness all the time and uh, I, I hated the game. But my friends made me stay on. They said, you can't just quit. You can't leave something like that. Just stay on. Give it a trial. Give it a few weeks, you know. And then a few weeks came. They said, give it another week. I gave it another week. And then they said, till the end of the season, why don't you just finish the season and then decide? So um, as the season went on, I was getting better and better, better and better, you know. So they, he gave them the, the, um, 
it, it gave them the, the reason to keep encouraging me to stay on because I was getting better. And after the season, of course, uh, I, I had to stay, play another season. You know, and even my second season got better and my third season, you know, so on and so forth. At what point uh, did you say to yourself, I'm really serious about this and I want to go to the NFL? Well, it was um, after my second year playing at Azusa, um, many people came and saw me play. Even newspapers were writing about me because from my track and field, I, my speed is good. My my uh, my endurance was good, um, so people were coming and watching me play. So uh, after my second year, uh, the scouts that came out they told me they said, Christian, you know, you might want to give this a try, or you might want to go back and uh, and uh, you know play another eligibility if, if you're eligible for two more years or whatever. Go and use it up so you can gain um, experience, you might make it to the NFL. You never know. So I went back for my third year and played. That's when you know, everything changed. Um, after my third year, I was invited to the uh, Senior Bowl. I went to the Senior Bowl and uh, played. I scored four touchdowns. Uh, that record still stands, by the way, till today. Um, so after that, every team just came out to uh, check me out, including the Chiefs. All right. So what was your draft day experience, 1987? You got drafted in the second round. Were you excited to be going to Kansas City? Did you even know where Kansas City was? Yeah, I knew where Kansas City was because in my track and field days, we will go to Kansas City for indoor championships for NAIA. So we, we went over there. I knew how cold it was. You know, so the only thing in my mind at the time after I was drafted was that uh, it's going to be cold out there, so I need to be prepared, <laughs> you know. So, but, uh, you know, Kansas City is an extremely lovable town. The people there are so great. They have uh, the best fans in the world, of course, and, uh, you know, I loved it out there. So what was, like, your first uh, uh, training camp like, and then did anybody – kind of take you under their, under their wing to, to help you out? You know, throughout my playing career, uh, even in college, I was so lucky that my teammates helped me out a whole a great deal. You know, I mean, it's not only the coaches who were telling me the things to do and how to do them. Uh, it's mainly players. So in Kansas City, um, <laughs> All the players, even the defensive players, you know, they were teaching me. They were showing me some things, you know, you need to run low, you need to do this, you need to use your pads when you block and and so on and so forth. And uh, so they, they were there for me. Um, uh, they taught me football, you know, and uh, I was still learning football until I retired. All right. Now, when you got to Kansas City, I mean, one of your coaches, Marty Schottenheimer, you want to talk a little bit about what it was like playing for Marty? Well, yeah. I, I played two years under Frank Gans. Uh, Frank Gans was the one that drafted me head coach at the time. He was the head coach for two years. And uh, so after two years, he got fired, and uh, Marty was hired. Um, Carl Peterson came in town and hired uh, Marty Schottenheimer. And uh, when he came in town, uh, I was in California at the time, he called me, he says, Christian, I need to talk to you. And uh, I flew back to Kansas City, and the only thing he told me, he said, um, I need you to get ready because we're going to run the ball. 
we're going to run the ball a lot. I said, okay. I got excited because uh, I was I was a kid in football. I was still learning the games, the rules, and how to play the game. And running the ball is the only thing I was excited about because you don't really have to teach that. If you're an athlete, you can you can move around. You can get the ball from the quarterback, and you can do the things that you're supposed to do. And uh, that's what I thought. So when he told me that, I was very excited. And, of course, uh, that 89 uh, was a different year for me. I led the, 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 league, the league in rushing. You mentioned uh, 1989, you led the league in rushing. You know, your first uh, few years were very successful. Um, you know, and then, obviously, even uh, 1991 was a big year for you. But what, what were uh, the games that, you know, one or two games that stand out the most for you, most memorable for you? Well, I remember my very first game in Kansas City was against San Diego Chargers. Uh, I scored and I rushed uh, over 100 yards. So that was that was big for a rookie that didn't know anything about the game three years before, you know. So uh, that was the start of everything. That gave me the confidence and the, the belief that I can do something, you know, in this game. So uh, from then on, um, I just... Um, had the confidence to go out there and play the game. All right. You had two or three really spectacular years. Then you had an injury. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the injury and what it was like for you to be so successful so quick and then not really be able to be able, the player that you were those last couple of years? Well, you know, injuries, I said running back, you know, you get smacked around pretty good. Um, yeah, the injuries came, and by the way, for the six years I played in the NFL, I played with injuries all the time. You know, um, I remember one time in the, in college, there was a guy who was the running back before I got to Azusa uh, by the name of Joe Shooter. And he told me, he says, Christian, I think, I believe one time I uh, I sprained my shoulder a little bit and, he, and I was complaining that it, it was really, really sore. I couldn't put on my pads. He told me, Christian, football, man, you play with injuries. And uh, that kind of stuck with me. So when I when I was at the Chiefs, um, sometimes when I when I get injured, I I, I never reported the injuries uh, unless it was a bad injury. You know, they can see, and then they, it gets treated. So I play with injuries uh, all the time when I was playing, and um, uh, which was kind of stupid. And uh, I don't advise that on anybody today. How would you like people to remember you as a football player and as a person, really, while you were in Kansas City? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, Kansas City Chiefs fans right now, I, I mean, they love me. I love them back because, you know, they treat me well and I treat them good. And when I was playing, um, I was good to the to the fan and the, and the, and the team, uh, of course. Um, I want them to remember me as somebody who, um, who has a good determination of uh, what he wants to get done. And um, that's exactly who I was when I played because, uh, you know, nobody's going to give you anything. When you're on the football field, you don't, you're not a nice guy. You shouldn't be a nice guy, you know. Off the field, you can be as nice as you can. And um, I learned that pretty quick, you know. <laughs> of, course, of course, I said running back, you know, I mean, nobody's going to give you anything. You're... You're a marked man. They're coming after you from all angles, and they came after me from all angles. 
So I wanted to ask you about one of your teammates, uh, one of the greatest players in NFL history, the late uh, Derek Thomas. What was it like to uh, – what was he like as a teammate, and what was it like to work against him in practice? Uh, <laughs> practice? <laughs> Derek didn't like practice. He uh, he was a terrible practice guy. He, he didn't practice, you know. But when the game came on, man, it's like a switch. It comes on. Um, and so a lot of great players are like that too. But uh, uh, he's such a nice guy. And uh, I believe his rookie year, they paired us together to room on, on the road. So he was my roommate on the road. And uh, so I got to know him pretty good. And uh, he was a great guy, you know, and we miss him. Well, there's another thing I wanted to ask you. Mike alluded to it before. There was a video, I'm sure you remember it very well, uh, ESPN or NFL Films uh, put out, and uh, uh, you were playing, there's people remembering, players remembering the old Tecmo Super Bowl game from uh, 1991, and there's uh, footage of you uh, wondering, a little curious about this game, a lot of people have uh, talked about it, and uh, you got to uh, learn about it a little bit. I myself, uh, having seen that video, a friend of mine and I decided, you know, that tournament is in our home state, and we had never heard of that before, and it actually inspired us to go play <laughs> in the tournament. This is one of our favorite games of all time, reminds us of our childhood. How often do uh, do people uh, reminisce about that game? As, uh, as you know, you're one of the best players in the game. Well, you know, I hear about the game a lot. And, you know, believe it or not, I never played capable. I never played. I didn't own the game um, until two years ago when uh, NFL Films came and did a story on that. And um, they, they brought the game with them, and I played it for the first time. You know, even though the game has been in existence for over 20 years. You see, um, but uh, I hear about it all the time. Every time I, I go on events, people will bring the actual game for me to sign, and I signed thousands of it. And um, and two years ago was the first time that I actually played it, and um, I was, that was when I um, I understood the reason why people were so geeked about it. Yeah, it was like real life. Nobody could tackle you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's absolutely right. So, so you talked about the injuries you had all through your career. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on today with the concussions and stuff. What was it like back then, going through the? Because I know I've talked to some players from the '80s that said teams wouldn't report injuries; they kind of forced play guys to play. Did you ever run into anything like that? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's um, it, NFL is a fraternity, you know. I mean, uh, when you play against somebody and um, something happens, uh, you knock them over, they knock you over, get a good tackle or whatever, you guys tend to remember that. And, uh, you know, we, we get together in different golf tournaments and you see each other and you talk about it. So, I mean, um, it's one of those things. Um, I, I just came back from Chicago and um, – uh, we were roasting uh, Richard Dent um, in a charity event at Better Boys Foundation to benefit the Better Boys Foundation. And uh, I told the story of uh, Richard Dent and I. 
in, in I believe it was in 1989 or 1990, we played against the Bears in Chicago, and uh, he and I knocked each other out, and we never spoke of it for over 20 years because I was thinking I got the worst of it, and he was thinking that he got the worst of it. So when we get together, play golf or whatever, we never talked about it until last year we were in Vegas, and somebody was asking Richard Dent, uh, hey, Richard, what was the worst concussion you ever get in football in your career? He pointed at me, and immediately pointed at me, he came back. That play came back. I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was woozy myself, too, and I told him the whole story. And he said, Christian, I, I was so glad you guys didn't run the ball the next play. So I told him, I said, Richard, listen, when I got back to the huddle, Steve DeBerg was calling a running play again, and I told him, Steve, no, I can't do it. You got to change the play. And he had to change it to a pass play. You know, so I told him I was the one that changed the play because I wasn't feeling good myself. So uh, it's one of those things. Well, I was wondering uh, what, uh, you know, now that uh, you're retired and you know, what, what are the kind of things that, uh, that, that you're up to today? What keeps you busy today? I have two things that kept me, keeping me busy. Uh, since 1990, I've been running my, uh, my foundation for children, the Christian Okoye Foundation. So um, 10 years ago, we, what we do with that foundation is uh, uh, we do sports clinics in the summertime for the underprivileged kids. It's free to the kids. They can come. It's open uh, to anyone who wants to come. But we, uh, we focus on the, on the privileged kids. Um, 10 years ago, um, uh, I, on, in 2006, I started the uh, California Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, it was after I was inducted into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, I came back to California and started doing my research to see if California had one. And, and California didn't have any. So I got together all the big names in sports in California and asked them, you take in support if I started one. And they all said yes. So I started the California Sports Hall of Fame. So uh, every year we induct individuals. And uh, this year we have uh, several inductees. Uh, this year is going to be our 10th year of induction. Um, so it, it's, it's exciting. All right. Is there a website where people can find out about the Christian Akoya Foundation in case they know somebody wants to go to it? Or Yeah, if anybody wants to know about uh, the Okoye Foundation, just go to okoyefoundation.org. Okay. And, uh, um, Go ahead. And the, for the California Sports Hall of Fame is CaliforniaSportsHallOfFame.org. All right. Now, you came from Nigeria. Um, I know they hadn't had a lot of NFL football players. Has there been any kind of increase in the interest in American football in Nigeria since you were such a star in the NFL? Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, I don't know if you watched uh, Football Life that uh, NFL – Streams put out on me uh, a couple yeah, of months ago. But, uh, one of my favorites too. Yeah, so if you if you remember on the film, you see a bunch of Nigerians who are playing the NFL today, and they're all playing the NFL because of me. Because before that, as, she, as I said earlier, uh, football wasn't a thing that Nigerian parents encouraged their kids to play because of the violence. But after they saw me play, uh, a lot of Nigerians started putting their kids in Pop Warner. And now those Pop Warner kids are, you know, retiring from NFL and still playing or, 
or entering NFL. I mean, it, it's uh, it's one of those things that I am very proud of. Okay. Um, now, do you, I mean, let's see, how do I want to phrase this? I mean, so do high schools have teams also in Nigeria, or is it more like club football, things like that? No, we don't have football in Nigeria. It's mainly uh, parents that have, Nigerian parents that moved to America are putting their kids in football in America. In Nigeria, we don't have the uh, we don't have the resources. You know, what I mean, um, the the medical or the football is not a cheap sport, as you know. Yeah. So buying helmets and maintaining the helmets and shoulder pads and you know injuries and, and so on and so forth. We don't have that. So we don't not, we don't have football in Nigeria. I mean, some people try to play it, you know, as a recreation, but it's um, it, it's it's not working. So I'm hoping that NFL will um, will see the interest that a lot of Nigerians have in Nigeria and maybe try to do something over there because I don't think one man can do it alone. You know, I've been thinking about doing something over there, but it's just a, a too big of a deal for me to do. I mean, you can go over there and do a clinic without pads and stuff, you know, like flag football, but it's not enough. You see, because these these people in Nigeria. They see a lot of Nigerians that play in college and the and the, in the NFL uh, all the time on TV, but uh, you know nothing is going on in Nigeria. Soccer is huge. Do you uh, do you watch the NFL today? And if there is there anybody in particular that uh, you enjoy watching? Oh yeah, I love watching Adrian Peterson. You know, um, he's a violent runner. I mean, uh, I love watching him play. So it's great athlete. All right, we're about out of time. Christian, it was really, it was an honor for both of us to have you on the show tonight. Well, thank you guys for having me. And, of course, if anybody's listening, I mean, I'm sure people are listening. You guys got fans. Um, uh, you can go and uh, check us out at koefoundation.org, org, and you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Christian Okoye. All that stuff. All right. Thank you. Uh, Matt, any final words for Christian? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Christian, like Mike said, it was an absolute honor to speak with you tonight. Um, some of my fondest memories as an NFL fan are watching uh, you as a running back playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I watched you growing up, and it, it was an absolute honor to talk to you tonight. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. All right, so guys, make sure you go check out the Grueling Truth Facebook page. Check us out at Twitter, at Grueling Truth, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher. Remember, you can catch our show from last night with former five-time world boxing champion Benny Pazienza. We've got former defensive lineman from the Cincinnati Bengals, Gary Burley, tomorrow night. Brian Blados, offensive lineman from the Bengals on Thursday night. Um, so make sure you check out our shows. Go check out our sponsors, Gridiron Moe, SteelbergBox.com and real Bengal fans. So once again, I want to thank Christian Okoya. I mean, anytime you want to come on this show, I guarantee me and Matt will have you because you were one of our favorite players, and it was a big deal to us to get to talk to you for this half hour. It means a lot to both of us. Well, thanks, guys, for having me on. Thank you. So for Christian Okoya, Matt Andrews-Gavage, I'm Mike Goodpaster. You've been listening to The Grueling Truth, where the legends speak.